0: This is Greeny with Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on ESPN Plus. Yes! So crazy right
1: now. Most incredibly, it's, girl, it's Black and Aki in for Greeny today, and Cap is here for Crosstalk. Now, now Cap, let's be fair. Fair and balanced. If we give uh, you crap all the time when you leave crosstalk early, where, where's your partner? He has a doctor's appointment. Okay. We, cr- we have
0: crosstalk. because there weren't enough can't, tweets they can't his can't way. Wait.
1: They can't wait?
0: No. 10 minutes? You've been to the doctor.
1: Sure they can. They can wait 10 minutes. 1030 doctor's appointment. Ah, he'll be fine. Yeah. No shot. He could crosstalk in transit. Yeah. No, we could put technology us on the line. these days. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Get him on the phone. A little Comrex device? Mm, yeah. in, in motion? Come Not on. Not going to happen. Well, thank you for staying. Absolutely. Very, like very nice noble, of you. Yes. What's absolutely. going on? Everything hey, you guys good? Had, you, we have something to get to with you in, in just a second. But yeah. first, some good conversation about the Bears and the coaching position. We were talking about it last night. Yeah, I was, I was, a, I was asking a question. By, by the way, we, best we, of luck to Abdallah. They're inducing absolutely. today, right? Yes, they are. So I uh, have not heard any information yet. So we'll see if uh, we get breaking news yeah, at some point the baby during baby is show. safe and your wife is safe, yeah. send me my money. Yeah. Well, well, so, okay, well, do you want to do that now? I was going to lead with some Bears conversation. I'll with do you. whatever. Wait. It's your, your well, show, baby. So, so I just have to ask the question. What's going on there? You and Abdallah, what, what's taking place? What happened? He owes me money. Okay, but you came on the air yesterday mm-hmm. saying that he didn't pay you, even though you haven't seen him, and he said he would pay you in person, and then you're saying, mail me a check. How are you going to mail a check on New Year's Day and the observed holiday to then get the because check so that you don't I, come I on the air to, come to an agreement? he didn't
0: pay me? He'd send me my, uh, through a Venmo. He said, what's your Venmo? I sent him the address. But he told you he was going to pay you in person. Then he had indicated about Venmo. So he, he texted me, Cap, what is your Venmo address? I sent said Venmo address. Right. There's no money in there. I haven't got my Venmo. But but didn't he after because he's claiming that he told you he'd pay you in person. No, he started with his nonsense about paying me in single
1: dollars. Well, why can't he? It's a payment. He can do all currency currency, yeah. I, I think he's really looking out for you though, because if he gives you the singles, a hundred singles, mm-hmm. you have money for the tip jar. Isn't that something here? You got the tip yeah, jar here yeah. for, for all the fines, and yes. then you'll have money to last the year or as he said, it'll last, what, a week and a half? He, probably, he said a week.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. He said,
0: um, I said, I'll take cash, no checks, no Venmo. He said, what's cash? And then he asked, what is my Venmo address? So I sent it to him. And he said, I have to wait for the poll now. The people will decide what I do.
1: And the people, ah, said, and the people pay, said, paying cash yeah. in person. So you haven't seen him in person. I have not. You likely will not see him in person for a couple of weeks now. Correct. He's on paternity leave. Well, yeah, he, he, will, he will be starting today. So uh, wait, are you okay waiting for the cash in this situation? I suppose I will call off the dogs for a couple of weeks. <laughs> call off
0: the dogs? I say we send in the dogs, yeah. I think you should go over to Northwestern and ask for your money. Excuse me, where is the uh, OBGYN Hello? area?
1: Hello, can I can okay. I have my cash? Abdallah, hey, Abdallah. Adam, Abdallah Everybody okay? Adam. Yeah. Could we're you good. imagine Whitney? It's about to happen and here here here's comes yeah. Cap poking in his head. Hey, Strutting where's my money? <laughs> Just sticking your head in there. Hey, what's going on? It's a significant we're, amount of money. <laughs> well yeah, yes, of course. We're not like you. It's not Cap. like a dollar. A- hundred dollars is a lot of money to us. Then he shouldn't have waited. Us nighttime folk. We're I'm just trying to get a you guys work a lot. Get a get a raise. Well, I I agreed. You can be our agent. I'm with you. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's I'll connect you to uh, the director of content. We'll direct we'll get you connected there. Our guy Danny. (laughs) Yes, of course. So
0: I will be more than happy to wait at Shay's uh, laughing at you. Why? I'm not laughing at him. I'm just (laughs) laughing. It's just I am going to wait. (laughs) I wish Abdallah and Whitney all the best yes, we on do. the inducement of the baby today. He'll have a beautiful little daughter, God willing. His wife will be fine. And then uh, I'll squeeze him for the
1: money in a couple weeks. Yeah, come to collect. <laughs> Collection agency. All right, so Bears conversation. Uh, so you guys are talking about Eberflus. I asked the question last night, should we be more critical of the Bears head coach? I get that. They don't have a lot of talent. And defensively, you have a lot of guys you may not have ever heard of. If you're a casual Bears fan, you look around the the field and you say, who's that guy? What's that number? Where'd he come from? All this different stuff. My point all along is that if you're a defensive minded head coach, you should at least have your group playing at a competent level and keeping your team in games, even if you don't have enough talent. I'm not asking for the wins, but what we saw on Sunday was embarrassing. That team gave up. That team gave up on both sides of the ball. And I think the really concerning part of that is Justin Fields did not give up. And that guy's a gamer. He's a gamer. And I think what we're seeing is he's the real deal. And the franchise, week to week, is letting him down. And I know wins are not the the end-all, be-all this season. But when you send out your face of the franchise with no help offensively, and he's getting his brains beat in out there, and he's limping after the first quarter because he's doing everything – and the defense just can't stop anybody Agreed. at all, can't even help, that is a failure on the entire organization. You can be bad. You can't be that bad. That was, that was terrible on Sunday.
0: Here's my question. I asked this to Hoodie. If you guys owned the team and you said to your GM, hey, guess what? Is that our guy at quarterback? Yes, it is. Then is the staff that we currently have the best group to properly prepare him before I have to give him $250 million? The answer is Sean Payton is clearly proven.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I think Sean Payton's out there. Jim Harbaugh is uh, reported by The Athletic. He would accept the Broncos job. And then also there's reports from ESPN that he's talking with the Panthers. Uh, He is a good NFL coach. He's a name that's out there. They're I would big, think the Colts would also have interest in him. There are big ticket names out there for head coaches, and I don't know that Eberflus gets it done because you can look at uh, the talent on the roster. There are other first-year head coaches that are squeezing success out of bad rosters. Look at the Giants with Brian D'Abel. Do you think if D'Abel was here with the Bears that this team would be where they're at right now, giving up at the end of the season? I don't think, they, I don't the, think in, they would.
0: The interesting thing is Joe Shane, the GM that they hired in New York, and brought Brian Dable with him, they wanted the Bears job.
1: Well, and, that's and, a fact. And, and so at that point, that's a decision that goes back to the GM. So if we're going to blame the GM for the talent on the roster, but you're looking to the future suggesting that, okay, you have cap space, you have draft picks, that's what the season's all about. Okay, there's a lot of pressure in this offseason now. The thing about that, though, is it doesn't change that you still have the same head coach next season. So we can give the credit to Eberflus for the success on the offensive side. But equally, we have to take away for how bad the defense is. They they haven't improved at all. They've gotten worse as yeah. the season's so the worst gone. The now, they've, gotten, yeah.
0: they've had talent subtracted from the roster. Right. There's been turnover. And Roquan Smith. And guys have been banged up. But Chris is
2: right. They quit the other day. I would say that. The thing about defensive minded coaches is I think it takes a little bit longer to get these guys acclimated to your system and all that, especially when you've got so many moving parts, injuries, all that. I think it takes a little bit longer with defensive coaches as opposed to offensive coaches, because we can see a lot of times offensive coaches come in and light a spark. I mean, look what's happening in Minnesota, right? That offense is clicking, especially late in games. Um, you look at the McVeighs, the Shanahans, like those things clicked right away. Even with Nagy in that first year, we saw some flashes at times. Albeit a lot of it wasn't sustainable. And with defenses, I think you're more it's more of a building process. Like look at the Jets, right? They were the worst defense in the league last year, and this year they're sixth. So I think you look at some of these defensive-minded head coaches and I'm willing to give a little more leash than I am offensive coaches. Well, like, but
1: here, here's the difference to me about the defensive minded guy Robert Sala had legit credentials. He was the defensive coordinator for the best defense in football. Correct. Eberflus was around the top 10 with the Colts. The Colts were never a number one defense. With they were in the Everflus leading five them. defense. And that, that's this is the same conversation we had a year ago when we were looking at candidates and seeing the Bears being the only team that we're looking to hire new to the organization, a defensive minded head coach. Is that, Cap? I, I think you're right when you look at long term. If this is the quarterback, I don't know if this is the coaching staff because we could also say there's been some curious decisions in game made by Eberflus this Keeping season.
0: him in at 38-10, sacked yeah. seven times. He's in a concussion tent, getting checked. Uh, he
1: was cleared, but what are you doing? Fox cut it. the break, and the Bears were coming out for one of their last drives against the Lions. And when they cut the break, you saw, I think it was Claypool and St. Brown leave, leaving the sideline, and the camera was like at uh, chest level. And in the background, I was assuming... All right, Fields is done for the day. And then I saw him like push his way through players standing on the sidelines with his helmet on. And I was like, what is he still playing for? Correct. Like, I love that he wants to play. And he clearly is is tough. Right. And I love that about our quarterback. And I love that he wants to improve. But that game, offensively, they gave up in the third quarter. I mean, at that point, it was three and out punt three and out punt, three and out putt. That, that That's what they were doing. They weren't trying to score points. They weren't trying to move the football down the field. They weren't passing anymore. And it, it was obvious that the defense couldn't do anything. To me, it was embarrassing. And we've all been Bears fans our entire lives. I think we could count only on a handful of, of times where this team has just given up in games. They gave up. Yeah. And and that's what I think is concerning heading into this week do you play Justin Fields? It sounded like Eberflus is now questioning that yesterday based on whether or not it's a smart decision. It, I would have liked to have him play in the game, but that would come with the context of the team trying.
2: I don't think they're, they weren't trying get yeah, There's no the scenario
0: for me that he plays.
2: None. He's going to be throwing to guys that in all likelihood aren't going to be a part of this team next year or aren't going to be a significant part of this team next year. He's going to be throwing to guys who he's not going to be throwing to next year. Go back. I tweeted it
0: retweeted somebody yesterday. He literally took the snap, turned, Aiden Hutchinson's already gone by Riley Reef. and he's coming bearing down on fields and they the freeze had three receivers out in
1: space and every one of them had a guy velcroed to him. Yeah, and then that's why like big big picture conversation to me the most important thing the Bears acquired this offseason is a number one wide receiver. Your quarterback, ha- in today's day and age, your quarterback has to have a guy who's reliable, who can get open, who can convert on, fix the line a third first. down. Uh, I don't, I, I, honestly, I think it's a bigger issue that he doesn't have a reliable, decent wide receiver. Yeah, for me, I, I think that's I a bigger a deal. Le-
0: a left tackle, maybe play Braxton at right, go get a better center. I got to get my well, offensive it, line. If first. your
1: offensive line is improved a little bit, What's, what's really going to change offensively? He's still going to be back there waiting for guys to get open, running for his life. Because you, even a great offensive line can only hold for so long. So to me, dangerous players down the field that would open and stretch the field would be more impactful. They need those camp. two. And when, when you look up and down the, the best teams in the NFL, they all have number one wide receivers. Well, they've got two of them, a lot of them. Yeah, and I mean, like Cincinnati, yeah. you could argue Cincinnati may have three. Right? right? Like there are teams that have yeah, toyed, Higgins, and Chase. So, so there, there are options all, all over the place. And, and that's where one of those things where I, I think, like, even though it would be cool to have that second pick be a defensive guy who could be here for a long time, I don't see any chance where they stay at two or three. They're going to move back because they just I need would, so much. I would yeah. think. All right, I got a roll. All right, Cappy. Uh, so we are going to talk Bears. We're going to talk about Matt Eberflus. We're going to talk about Justin Fields. Should Fields play this week against the Vikings? Tyler Aki is in with me, Chris Black. We're hosting Greeny today. Cap, we'll talk to you later. All right? Have a great day. Best to Abdallah. Absolutely. Later, Cap. Right, Black and Aki up next.
3: Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
1: Welcome in. It's Greeny, Black and Aki. Tyler Aki and Chris Black filling in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Talking with you live from Chicago at 312 332 3776. Tyler, each time we fill in for Greenie, there's only one place to start. Here we go. Go, go! Only one place to start. Hey, Tyler, this morning we are talking Bears football. The Bears today will have a walkthrough. Usually it's a practice, but today will be a walkthrough at Hallis Hall. We'll Wait to hear from Matt Eberflus, Justin Fields, later on today. But the conversation about the Bears hosting the Vikings on Sunday, Week 18 in the NFL season, is around the quarterback, Justin Fields. Should he play this weekend against the Vikings? I think a young player with an opportunity in a game to continue to learn is a good thing unfortunately what we saw on sunday i feel like in the second half against the lions it it was no longer a learning experiment it was a survival situation for Justin fields as the lions were just coming at him from every single angle he was running for his life in situations like that i disagree with my original opinion where a guy a young player should be playing if you as a team collectively are not really giving the full effort Get your franchise quarterback out there. So, when we look at the Vikings this weekend, uh, you look at how they approach this game. They have already said that they're planning on playing their starters. Minnesota will. So, Justin Fields, should
2: he play this weekend against the Vikings? Absolutely not. And for a lot of the same reasons you laid out there, there's no growth to be had in this situation with the pieces that are around him, whether it's on the offensive line, whether it's the receivers. There's nothing that he can learn from this experience. There's no chemistry that he can build from this experience anymore. From this point forward, it's got to be, all right, how's he going to progress in training camp? How's he going to progress during preseason games? And ultimately, you get to the next season, and you hope that with some continuity with coordinators and whatnot, that you can build something with fields and improve year to year. There's no improvement that can happen. You are being set up for failure in this final game because of the health status, because of just the, the general personnel that's around you. Nothing can be gained from this final week. So, so then when
1: we agree on that, that he should not be playing, I have to continue to point to the organization and say, what's going on here? I understand the end-all be-all is not winning this season. But at a certain point, the level of incompetence when you see the roster and the talent on the field that's a problem, and I, I get that. There's going to be a lot of changes. You're going to see free agency. They're going to they're then have draft capital to try and fix a lot of this. Unfortunately, I don't think you can fix this in one off season. So now we're looking at two years out in the NFL. It's not a uh, trust the process type of league. We mm-hmm. we've seen that in the NBA work to a certain extent. I mean, Philadelphia is still a viable still championship trusted. contender, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, We've seen that in baseball, the complete teardown of a franchise to then build back up the Chicago Cubs in 2016. Mm -hmm. The Astros are still the best team in baseball. They've probably done it the best. Uh, When you look in the NFL, it's quick fix, hit the bottom of the pool, and rise immediately. There is no wait-and-see three years from now because three years from now, this team is still not winning Matt Eberflus won't be here. That's just the reality of the National Football League. And I think it's also the reality of a franchise that has not won in a very, very long time.
2: Right. It's been a struggle to just string together consecutive good seasons with this team, like getting to the playoffs in back to back years. You see that all the time within the very division, too. The Packers, it's every single year. They're a shoe in to get to the playoffs because they are just significantly well built and significantly better than every other team in the division. Now, it's a little different this year. You see some pop-up years. The Bears had theirs a couple of years ago. The Vikings are having theirs this year. But for the long term, you know, it still looks like the Packers could end up being the class of this division with the way that they're closing out the season here. And I just think that with the Bears, yes, I get sometimes tearing things down to the studs is a necessary evil. But when you have a franchise quarterback on that rookie deal, that clock is all of a sudden ticking – I look at it as if you've got a a franchise quarterback going out there, you can't have that sort of risk out there with throwing him out there and having the the lack of talent around him, especially on the offensive line protecting him. You know he's not going to have help at receivers. He's got to have help in some regard when he steps out on the field every single time, and he hasn't had it all season long.
1: You bring up a good point. I think in the NFL, the only time you can go full tank job and try to lose to then hopefully win in the future is when you don't have the quarterback. Yeah. If you're the franchise like the Colts, where you were in a situation where injuries, old quarterback may be leaving, and you have the opportunity to then go get to the top of the draft board because there's an all time prospect coming into mm-hmm. the draft and you can land Andrew Luck, yeah, that works because the Colts went from being one of the worst teams in the league to immediately being in playoff contention and immediately trying to fight for Super Bowls with Andrew Luck there. I don't think you can be a team to sit around and hope the tank when you have the guy already. And I think that's where you point out the contract with Justin Fields. Okay. Uh, So he, he's sitting there now, 2022, he's 23 years old. He's under contract for two more seasons, which means next season and the year after 2023 and 2024 those are your, the window mm-hmm. to spend elsewhere on the roster to try and win. Right The, the, the little secret in the, the code to breaking the NFL is not spending on the quarterback, spending elsewhere, getting there. Hopefully your quarterback, by the time you have to spend on the quarterback, has become a top five, top player in the mm-hmm. league. And at that point, you can pour all the money into the quarterback because you'll have deficiencies elsewhere on the roster. But the quarterback makes up for it. Right. We're seeing that with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. They can say Tyreek Hill... We're gonna we're gonna use you for assets elsewhere. We don't need that number one wide receiver. We got Mahomes. Mahomes is the best player in the league. He'll fix that. Our offense will be fine. No issues. It, I feel as if you look at Seattle and what they went through with their legendary defense, and they were ever able to win a Super Bowl. They were able to get to Super Bowls. All the money was spent on defense until they had to pay the quarterback. And once they paid Russell Wilson, that's when the the balance of the team went out of whack and everything kind of fell apart for them with that quote dynasty that they were building in Seattle and that's one of those things where Justin Fields I think will get there unfortunately at the pace that the team is going this team will not be ready to win when they have to pay Justin Fields thus they're going to be paying Justin Fields a lot of money and he may not be at that top 10 top 5 level yet which would then lead to conversations. Well, is he overpaid? Is he overrated? Is he <laughs> yep. worth it? Is he a top quarterback? When in reality, you got two years here. Yeah. You you got to do something. And I'm not. I don't think that you and I are being uh, outrageous in suggesting that in the NFL, you have to go for it. You have right. to start winning. And next year, the expectation will be trying to make the playoffs. It will not be ah uh, just get to five wins. That will be an improvement. Mm-hmm. Participation trophies for all. That's not going to fly.
2: You know who's done this the right way. It's the Jaguars. Like last year they really was, was the dumpster fire season, right? Yeah. Like everything's bad. You go out, you get a top level pick this year. All right. You retooled this offseason, and now you're in contention for the playoffs this year. Everything's still there within your window. Your quarterback's taken a significant leap this season. And it looks like a guy that's going to end up being a top five quarterback in the league at some point during his career. And you're in that playoff window now. It's open for you. You've got the fresh coach in there who's led this turnaround, an offensive-minded coach who's developed the quarterback. That is what, um, that, that's what the Bears, I think, should have done. And I get that the, the Bears were in more of a cap hell than what the Jaguars were heading into this season, but there were some little areas that you could surround around the edges to just make sure that this season's not a total waste. Because right now it's starting to look like that from a development standpoint in a number of areas.
1: When you look at a second-round pick being used on Chase Claypool and you traded away your best defensive player for a second-round pick, I know that they were separate transactions, but in my mind, I'm reading Roquan Smith for Chase Claypool is basically how it washes out. To me, that's a move where... I know that Abdallah said to me last night, well, he didn't want to be here. Okay, well, you can't guarantee that every player on the roster that you know this You know who else didn't want
2: to be here at some point? Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, that's true. And he's fit in
1: fine. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that that's where like a better player like that would go a long way to the future of actually trying to accomplish something. You're right. Jacksonville may not make the playoffs, but in the final week of this season, they are fighting for the playoffs, and they're 8-8. Eight and eight. And you nailed it with uh, Trevor Lawrence. He is on his way. He is going to be a quarterback that I think people will look as uh, a successful quarterback into the future. Lagrange, Bob, you're on with Tyler and Black here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bob? Yes, how you doing? Well, we're doing we're doing fine. How, how are you doing, Bob?
4: Yeah. yeah, nobody's saying how well Justin Fields has done. He also needs six seven yards to break the record. So why get in this close and not let him be the leading rusher? ever to play in the NFL. Why let
1: him get this close? Got well, I, I don't think the they goal. let him get close. I think his uh, talent has gotten him to this point. I think his survival tactics yeah. have gotten well, him to well,
4: that why, point. Well why, well, why not let him play the last game? Let him get his record. Just for the
1: record? What's that about?
4: Well, no. when you get ready to go down in history, he would have had the record of the best lead in Russia. It may, keep, may take people five more years to catch up with him.
1: That's Is that something you, you really concern yourself with?
4: bob Uh, i'm crying myself with his uh progression and he's done well with nothing so let him have something to to live on you you make sure you be saying he didn't get the record no i don't think i will never say that that.
1: (laughs) i will never say man he didn't get the record what a comeback rushing record hey tyler remember last year when he didn't get the record that guy sucks
4: can i ask you a question? Yes. Okay, the guy in Detroit was trying to break Barry Sanders' record. They're trying to give it to him. They're running back from Alabama. They want him to get it. Why can't the Bears be progressive and let him get his record? Well, he has the he has
2: the Bears record. He does. Yeah.
4: No, I'm talking about the NFL-leading rusher. That's what, even what better.
1: Lions players getting the NFL-leading uh, rusher. I think he's talking or, uh, Jamal no, Williams no, Bears, for the Bears touchdown Sanders Sanders record.
4: No. Touchdown, Barry Sanders, yeah. Mo- the guy, most, most
1: touchdowns in history? The running
4: back, Williams, yeah, but they were trying to get it for him. Barry Sanders was on hand. I'm saying let Fields get his roses, man. No, Talk about he can't throw. He's ranked. He has 17 touchdowns. Jalen Hurt has 22 passing touchdowns. Mooney been gone a whole month. Fields has 17 touchdown passes. Jalen Hurt has 22 with his receivers. Zach Wilson has six. And Mac Jones has heated after, so he can't pass. What? I say Zach. Zach Wilson has six touchdowns. J- Jalen Hurts has seventeen. Okay. I'm sorry, twenty. Okay. Twenty-two, but Fields has seventeen. And Moon has been gone a whole month.
1: What about so the rushing? Anybody... What about the rushing touchdowns?
4: For Fields, eight. What
1: eight. about Zach Wilson?
4: Well. Zach Wilson, that's a none factor. I'm just saying. Uh, when I was calling Zach Wilson's name, this guy was supposed to have be been better than Fields. And even the guy, Tra- Trevor Lawrence, is only up by just a tiny bit over Fields. He threw 42 passes the last, a couple weeks ago. He completed 21. If I throw 50 times, I might get some completions, too.
1: Bob, let me ask you a question. You asked us a question. Can I ask you a question? Yes, yes tell me. Tell me about Barry Sanders.
4: He was a great running back.
1: Bob, I didn't even ask you a question yet.
4: Oh, we said, okay, I thought you said k thought.
3: This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. <laughs>
1: for greenie today live from chicago you can call us at 312-332-3776 i'm chris black tyler Aki filling in for adam abdallah today the abdallah's waiting on some news hopefully we'll uh get information at some point today so good luck to whitney and to adam as they're uh, more to whitney yes Yes. well (laughs) whitney's going to be doing uh all of the work Uh as abdallah just tries not to pass out sitting next to her as as they give birth to their first daughter. So uh, good luck to them, and hopefully we hear some news. Tyler is in for Abdallah today. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN 1000, talking Bears with you at 312-332-3776. Tyler, if I say that the Bears' defense is one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in my life,
2: am I wrong? No, you are not wrong. I mean, you look at the product out there, you can't name half the players. I mean, it's like, it was this guy on the practice squad? Did we see him in training camp? Did we see him in preseason? It's like just the collective out there on the field every single week. I feel like we learn a new name every week. Or a couple new names every single week because of who you see out there making the tackles and stuff like that. A
1: couple of things that like come to mind is I, I get that this team has like the lack of talent. But what's surprising to me is when you look at the Bears franchise history, this defense right now, they're three and 13. they've given up 434 points. That's the third most in franchise history. Now, as it was pointed out uh, last night to us that obviously they will play one more game than the other teams in franchise mm-hmm. history who have given up a lot of points. Uh, the Bears teams from 2013 and 14, those are the two worst defenses in the franchise's history 2013 that defense gave up 478 points i don't believe that this team will pass the 13 team on sunday i don't think the vikings are going to put up 50 and go flying past this number no. with that said there is an opportunity there for iber and his crew that gave up uh against the lions to show us something new on sunday uh <laughs> The the thing though, when comparing these teams, is like the Tressman teams. We knew they were offense oriented with Jay Cutler and Matt Forte and Alshon Jeffrey, and we knew that Tressman was a offensive minded head coach. I think it's a little jarring to look at the record books and when you see bad defenses and you see the name Nagy Tressman and then the Eberflus thrown up there. He makes his mark as a defensive coach throughout the NFL, uh, through, through his time in the NFL. And, and to this point, I think that they will pass because uh, they're only uh, eight points behind the 2014 team for second place. I get it, It's an additional game. This defense is
2: just so bad. They're third. But they could also the let up point. like 31 points this week right sure and could. and we could have seen that bears defense back then let up 20 points the next week too. yeah
1: yeah and, and and that's a fair way to look at it i just think when you compare the defenses there are so many no names on yeah. the on this group that to be this bad with the no names i would have expected maybe a little bit more effort because sometimes what we see uh, around the league is teams that have no names or guys who are fighting for that next contract they play a little above what you expected them to be especially with a defensive-minded head coach mm-hmm. being able to scheme a little something the fact that they can't get to the passer they they can't stop the run game at all and the secondary quite frankly has been a mess the entire season it's a little jarring to see when you look at the rest of bears history the two trustman years they were terrible and then you have this eberflus here which is i don't know how
2: to put it really into context yet I think the the context is it's the worst. It's the worst we've seen in our lifetimes. And I think the one thing is is another guy who's maybe catching no heat during any of this is Allen Williams. Because even though he is the defensive mind, he's pulling the CEO role, right? He's spreading his wings across the entire building, offense, defense, special teams. Allen Williams' defense, Right. Like, look at what the Giants are doing with Wink Martindale. There's just as little talent defensively on that Giants defense as there is on this Bears defense. Now, they have been the emergence of Kayvon Thibodeau as of late, and he's played a lot better. But it's pretty comparable, especially when you look at where it was from the start of the year with both teams. And you think about what he's done to scheme things up for that defense, especially in the secondary, too, to make sure that that team is good enough to get to the playoffs. And what you're seeing here in Chicago is the complete opposite. You're seeing a defensive coordinator who hasn't gotten anything out of this defense the entirety of the year. Yeah, and,
1: and that's where, to me, as a Bears fan and, and hope for the future is I think we need to give Eberflus credit for the offense. He's the one that brought Getzee in. He's overseeing it. I get that it's Luke Getze's offense, but I'm going to still give credit to the head coach for making those decisions to have an offense that has improved with the lack of talent. Equally, he is the defensive guy. Mm-hmm. And Allen Williams has gone throughout the season, like, like you've pointed out, with without much criticism at all. Iberflush, you're a defensive guy. You have to get equally as much criticism for your defense and how bad they've been. If we're going to give you credit for the offense to this point. this season. I think most Bears fans would agree with us. The offense has been way better than expected. Yes. The defense I think is way worse than expected. I thought that this defense because of the background of the coach would have gotten to at least the high 20s, maybe towards middle of the pack in the league. And at that point, that's where I had the idea that if the improvement on offense came from the quarterback, you could sniff around 500. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I wasn't out here saying 10-11 wins, but I was saying You could win enough games to be around 500, and that would be a really nice season because I thought there would be defensive improvement, which clearly there has not been to this point. Black and Aki talking with you here on ESPN 1000. You can call us at 312-332-3776. Nick and Crystal Lake, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's going on, guys? Just curious your thoughts. With Poles having a little bit of a say into whether or not Fields plays this last game, You know, just giving a little bit of insight, if he doesn't play them, you know, could that mean that he does view him as the franchise a little bit? And if he does play him, since he's been battered around a little bit, does that kind of give a little insight, like, hey, he might still be thinking about Fields might not be the guy. He still wants to see more out of him. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting angle there, Nick. And I think that's that would be it would be interesting if Polls overruled the coaching staff to suggest yeah. that Fields has to play. And when Eberflush yesterday hinted that there's a possibility Fields does not play because they're looking at what players need to be out there on Sunday against the Vikings and Fields falls into that category per Eberflusch yesterday at Hall's Hall.
2: I think I'm most interested in what's like the the power percentage too. Like who's got the most say in this decision? Is it head coach? Is it management? Because when you're talking about an 18th game, that means nothing in the grand scheme of what you're doing. Really means nothing in terms of development too given the pieces you have out there. You're really only trying to lose for a draft pick. Like, that's the only thing at stake in this final game right now. I think that you probably would guess the the front office has most of the say here, right? How much of the pie belongs to the player? Yeah. Well, I think the player wants to play. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe you're almost protecting him from himself in this situation, but I think the player definitely wants to play.
1: Kevin in Oakbrook, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks, man. What's up? Yeah, you know, I just want to comment. I, I, I want to say I'm going to
0: begrudgingly agree with you about, yeah, Ever, I expected to see more of a lift on defense from Everfluce. I'm really disappointed. But I can't, you know, I think one thing is the, I think their entire front seven is 100% turned over. And that's, I think that's pretty unusual. I mean, they've got a lot of other injuries, but everybody has to deal with injuries every year. But I think having, you know, their front four, the, all their linebackers are new, you, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's pretty
1: unprecedented. That being said, I would like to see more discipline by by the guys like you said that should be hungry and and playing for a job. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. And I think that's where you go back to critiquing a head coach. Teams that are undisciplined, that goes to the head coach. Mm -hmm. Teams that don't know how to use timeouts at the end of halves, that goes to the head coach. There have been decisions made by the head coach that I think we can be critical of because this team has been sloppy I thought that that would kind of change yeah. from Matt Nagy to Matt Eberflus. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, at times offensively, I mean, think about you. You could probably run through 10 different plays this season where personnel was being sent onto the field that they didn't know what the play was being run or how they were lining up. And then the result was a burned timeout. That that goes back to the head coach. Right. It could be the, the fault of the player. But when you send out your team, and there's a player missing for the first play of the game on offense. What, what, yeah. what is the organization doing in that situation? There's been a lot of sloppiness in this first year for Eberflutes.
2: It hasn't been completely buttoned up and ready to go. And it looked like in the preseason especially, that was going to be something that wasn't going to be an issue this season because you saw the penalties were way down. The, the turnovers were way down and all that. And even in the beginning of the season, penalties, turnovers, way down for this team to, to open up the year. Um, And that was one of the things that I was actually optimistic about when Iber was hired to the Bears was because his defenses in Indianapolis were almost never penalized. And it was never stupid stuff either. You never saw unnecessary roughnesses, late hit penalties, offsides. It was a lot of discipline oriented uh, calls that they were not being called for. And I think that was something that you had optimism for that heading into the year but that certainly has taken a little bit of a turn as of late.
1: Aki and Black in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000. We're, we're guessing that there's probably people easing their way back into the work week. Uh, I know that it's Wednesday and and the new year has started, but we're looking around on the streets here. There, there's almost nobody driving in downtown Chicago right now. Usually it's packed on State yeah. Street in front of the State Street studio. Uh, so we we get to the studio yesterday. A lot of us returning from our, our holiday break in the new year and We received some mail. Uh, We're going to go through some of the mail we've received here at the station coming up next.
3: Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Instagram at Adam Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago.
1: Tyler is filling in for Abdallah today here on ESPN 1000. We're filling in for Greeny as a show. There'll be no Black and Abdallah tonight. We're in for Greeny here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We'll talk bears in about 10 minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Uh, we're back from the holidays. Yesterday, a lot of us were back to the office. Tyler was here. Jake was here throughout the holiday. Uh, Shea, it was the first day that Shea Norling was back with uh, Cap and Jay Hood yesterday. Bleck and Abdallah, we returned yesterday to the office so when you return uh after a while i'm sure like many of you getting back to the office uh this week a little weird right like driving around take the cta it seems like there's less traffic doesn't seem like there's a lot of busy bodies out on the street today uh it seems like people are kind of easing their way into the new year yeah less kinda, sleepy start
2: to the year right
1: like like usually on state street there is traffic out here mm. there are people walking back and Even forth in the holidays it felt like there was yeah more people than there are today there's not a lot cooking yeah. In downtown Chicago today, uh, but we we get back to the office and, and on on my desk there there's some uh, there's some mail I have to go oh, through uh, and I, I think uh, many of us have received something in the mail in the last couple of weeks. It,
2: it's yeah. possible, yeah, maybe uh, some late straggling holiday cards coming yeah. through the mail. What and,
1: uh, so we uh, Abdal and I both received uh, a piece of mail from a loyal listener to the uh, to our show to Carmen and Yurko. Uh, Maryland Maryland oh. sent us a nice holiday uh, card. Now, if you're not familiar, uh, Maryland is uh, notable uh, from our show and other shows. A uh, long time ago on Capping Company, if you stick with the programs, uh, we, we had a, a bit where we gave away Billy Joel tickets and Maryland helped us out by reading lyrics of Billy Joel and then listeners had to call in and guess what the name of the song was. I had to go up into a studio and record all of these tracks with Marilyn. We recorded like 30 different songs. She's just reading lyrics from Billy Joel. This is what it sounded like.
3: Her hair, her hair. Falls. Hang on a second. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. He was, he was supposed to be locked up. Go, go. Joey? I'm recording something. Get your dog in here. I can't. They can't hear me. Get your. Co- Help me me, get the dog. I I'm, I'm on the ring. Stop. Where did he break it? His, I don't know he came out. Oh. oh, I'm sorry about that. Is it okay now?
1: Yep, you're all good.
3: Yeah, he's a he's a he's a chihuahua who thinks he's a Doberman. Oh my god. Kids are going to, where did we leave out just the way you are, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, please shut him up. Oh, I wanna put him. Put a muzzle
1: on him today. So that was Marilyn from January of two thousand eighteen. Uh, I was up in his studio recording. Mm-hmm. She was uh recording from home a bunch of different uh song lyrics of Billy Joel and uh her dog wanted to participate. Yeah. And uh Dogs so, we, Joel. so we had that classic piece of audio here on the station. So so Marilyn, you, you know Marilyn, she calls into Carmen and Yurko all the time. Uh, so she sent me a holiday card. It says Merry Christmas, the holiday card. And there's a picture of Maryland and Yurko. There's a picture of Carmen in Maryland. There's a picture of Black and Abdallah. There's a picture of Black and Abdallah in Maryland. And then there's a picture of the Twitch chat on the card very nice so i'm holding it up yeah shout out to the twitchers so she sends the card uh and says merry christmas nice card a nice note Mm -hmm. written on the back by Marilyn. thank you Marilyn. now the question i have for you guys is did Marilyn send this card out to friends and family (laughs) it it looks like a a card that you would send out on behalf of the family to others it does it does it not look like here, Tyler, yeah, take a yeah, look me, at this.
2: This card doesn't it examination here.
1: It looks like a, a card you would send
2: out to people, right? Yeah, it does. Um, I think there's a chance that this is yeah that this is going out to to friends and family. That's so, one
0: stop <laughs> shopping. That's efficient. <laughs>
2: right?
1: Yeah, right. So that, so how about that? So not only uh, can you listen to the shows, but you can feature. Carmen, Yurko, Black, and Abdallah on your holiday card. Do you get royalties for that? Uh, we don't, but uh, I thought it was a very nice card. Yeah. And I'll put that, that on my nice desk. Card. In the on office.
2: You no, know, uh, no, put it on the office fridge. You, you want me to hang it? I think, yeah, that's an office fridge. For wow. I, I, I don't know. Everyone's there.
1: It is fair. I mean, Abdallah has one, too, so we could post his up there, and yeah. then we'll keep one in the office. Keep one in the and office, then, yeah. Then we'll have two all over the place. Uh, Shay also received an interesting piece of mail. We'll tell you about that coming up in two minutes.
3: This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.